Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Fantasy Premier League Winners Show. Today I'm joined as per usual with Jenny. Jenny, how you been? You've been on, away on a trip. How was your trip? Yeah, man, it was really good and, and nice to be back on our Sunday morning regular slot. There's nothing like a routine for me. Uh, and you know you're back in that routine when you're streaming uh, with your good friend Ali Yahangarov on a Sunday morning. So I'm genuinely, night like, it's always good having a good time you know, we've been in the Middle East, Qatar, Dubai, loads of fun, but there's no place like home. And I think most can agree with that. So, yeah, good to be here. Good to chat FPL again. I must admit, being away last week did feel did feel bad for FPL for me. Like, it, it felt like the biggest week of the season so far in terms of decision making, because I felt like your transfers last week were really going to determine your chip strategy. Now, for many it's your transfers last week that determine your chip strategy. And for some, it will be your transfers this week that determine your chip strategy. For me, I pretty much had to had to lock in a chip strategy. And obviously, I'd had less time last week to think about FPL because I was on the go. Um, so Friday night, I got back to England and I, I spent seven hours on a flight just thinking and planning my FPL. So yeah, in a good place, man. What about you? Yeah, same. Uh, I was at home, but... Basically, I wrote an article on the Fantasy Football Scout about the chip strategy, and it's it's about that time that we uh, decide on it. I mean, it's not uh, you can if you if you're not using a free hit as long as you decide when you know when to use it. That's the time to go with a certain chip strategy because otherwise, with no planning, you will be in trouble. FPL seems to too chaotic for me this this season uh, as I'm not having a good one because it's far from FPL winners at the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my, my performance is really really bad and it's continuing to do so. So it's just not affecting my mood. So just trying to uh, give you guys as as best of my uh, advices whenever I'm online, whenever I'm here. So I'm keeping positive. 
I um I do love the title of the show, and you will always be an FPL winner, mate. You for those that aren't aware, Ali won FPL last year. He also finished two hundred fifteenth the year before that. Like we are, yes, you're having a bad season, Ali, but we are still in the presence of. I always feel one of the best managers in the world, without doubt. I also love being on a show with you called FPL Winners because someone commented the other day to me, being like, "So I don't know, think someone criticised my team." Or something. It was on my channel. It wasn't even on a scout video. But I'm pretty sure someone replied to that criticism being like, you do know he's won FPL. And I was like, I didn't say anything. I was like, oh my God, people think I've won FPL because I'm on this show with you. <laughs> it's like, no, 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 guys, just to make it completely clear. Ali is the only FPL winner around here. Um, but I am delighted if people want to assume that I also won FPL. I've come nowhere near winning it and I never will. Um, but yeah, so far my season's going all right. I've had some red arrows of late, Ali. I was around 45k a month ago. Then I drifted out to about 150k and I'm still around that. I went down to 100 and then back to 150. So I'm hoping really a good chip strategy can can see me to a good finish this season. Um, so yeah, how are you feeling about it? I didn't actually get a chance to read your article on Scout, um, because I was on the go. What is your loose strategy, Ali? And I'll also tell everyone mine. So basically I'm planning to navigate the, uh, <clears throat> upcoming doubles and blanks with, uh, transfers and hits. So, um, I'm, I'm keeping my free hits, uh, up my sleeve and I'll be using it in one of the double game weeks when my team needs it. Um, yeah. with, <clears throat> wildcard is a little bit complicated because I like to use it as late as possible but uh, seems like this season uh, the best time for me would be before game 34 because yep. I don't want to uh, wildcard is the most valuable chip uh, out there because I'm using it for only 3 or 4 game weeks it's just, it's just undermining it a little bit because if you freshen up your team, you want it. Uh, you want to get the most impact of it. And uh, in my case, I think I'll be wildcarding any any time between game week thirty, game week thirty three. So that's uh, depending on my team, depending on getting back Salah, depending on the form of uh, City and Arsenal and the uh, mid table team. So it's um, I I try to be a little bit flexible with it this year because. Uh, I'm, I was in okay position to uh, field, let's say, eight or nine players in game of 29. So I was planning in, in advance uh, in order not to be pushed to using you know, free hit. So uh, at the moment, I'll be transferring a couple of players in to navigate 28 and 29, and then I'll be looking at uh, the best time to wildcard. Obviously, bench boost is game 37 without a doubt but you have to build yeah. up for that without uh, really hurting your team too much i was on that exact strategy until about a week ago and i had pushing transfers that i had to navigate uh, I, I had i had pressing issues in my back line and i didn't feel like i wanted to buy any defenders that i knew were playing in 29 i didn't really want to go and invest in spurs or aston villa or fulham defenders right so because of that i was like oh, what i really want to do is buy bournemouth defenders by this... buying bournemouth defenders and using free transfers now on players that aren't playing in 29 i feel like i've committed to a free hit 29 which i think i'm all right with it does mean though ali i'm using that wild card later on like i'll be using the wild card in 35 and then you don't get 
that much time to really see the benefits of it. But I see that wild card in 35 as an opportunity, one, to dead end in 34 when many ball free hit, but two, just to go wild card and bench boost so close together in 37 work out really nicely because then I know I'm picking 15 players that have got something to play for, 15 players that are fit, 15 players that aren't in fear of not getting in the 11. Uh, I, I quite like the idea of the wild card and bench boost and always have done really close together. So yeah, I think that'd be me this year, which is exciting that we're on different strategies. Uh, I don't, I don't find it surprising that a lot of people are in the defend defender crisis because that, that seemed to be the case for, for the whole season. We, yeah. we didn't have a season keeper defender that was quite essential to our teams. And most of the, uh, most of the teams are, you know, really, really, inconsistent with defensive performances we don't see many clean sheets that are rock solid defenses except you know maybe arsenal or a couple of other teams but there are not many good defenses and it, it it's been the case for me stupinian seemed nice in the beginning of the season and then just fell, fell off a cliff and then uh we've had Trent Alexander-Arnold for a while, but then again he got injured. So it's a lot of inconsistencies in the defensive uh, department, but I'm looking forward to a chaotic end of the season. Yeah, me too. I mean, I guess where my defence fell short is many out there, you're right, there hasn't been those season keepers. Gabriel and Saliba have been great sources of points, but many have that combination of double arsenal defense which by when you look in the scout members area it's just ridiculous how good the underlying numbers of arsenal's backline are that that that's so much better than everyone else um so i only have one arsenal defender and then i don't have a liverpool defender many will own a brandy or a van dyke now i don't own a man city defender many own a nake or a walker so i was looking at my backline being like oh great you know a stupidan is yep starting and I've got Taylor I've got double loot and defense like I needed surgery and I'm just want to use transfers both this week so I bought in a Bournemouth defender as Stupinan went and next week I'll probably buy another Bournemouth defender let's see how Bournemouth play against Burnley maybe it will be Burnley mid but I'll have triple Bournemouth for a really nice double and actually Bournemouth fixtures moving forward for those not wild carding in 30 like myself or 31 like myself I'll be able to have Bournemouth with some okay fixtures but let's talk a little bit about the games yesterday shall we Ali, because we saw well a ton of games like there was lots going on um the headlines really for fpl i guess well we should just start with a guy that absolutely hauled he's on many benches including my own and that is Ariola. It, it you can't like you pick i picked Dubravka over Ariola, and the decision was absolutely right to Dubravka kept a clean sheet Ariola didn't right um but and you're happy with the Bravka seven. Every owner should be. But stuff like penalty saves and nine saves and three bonus points for keepers is just not something you can predict. So it's just a bit unfortunate. Um, I'm so, yeah, to, it I'm, is what it is, right? Yeah, I'm trying to remember what's the highest score uh, scored by a goalkeeper with conceding. And I don't I don't see many points that higher than 13. Yeah, because it was quite impressive from Ariola. Nine saves. Time. Yeah, nine saves. Three bonus points, three point save points, and then penalty save. It's uh, it was it just <clears throat> unfortunate that a lot of managers just kept him on the bench and not many benefiting from that. But kudos to those who would do so. 
Um, let's look at my team real quick yeah. before going to uh, to the scores. There are a lot of games to let's let's talk about our teams first, and then we'll go to uh, games uh, in a, in in the order. So I have Dubrovka in goal. Uh, Gabriel is still yet to play. He'll be Arsenal's playing Monday evening. Alex Moran, Moreno, um, he's one of my transfers. I got rid of Estupinian finally and uh, got Moreno for a hit. I have Regulon, who seemed to have an assist each game but concede a lot of goals. Yeah, hit the post as well with a header yesterday, Regulon. Yeah, I didn't watch the game, but uh, I, he's always advanced. He's, I yeah. like his attacking potential, but Brentford's defense is just bad. So um, in midfield, I have Foden, Palmer. Son was seven points, which was my another transfer. I sold KDB this week and brought in Son. Saka is my captain, uh, so really hoping for good points from him. Up front, I have Watkins with 13 points, Tony with a blank, and Haaland is yet to play. Not sure what I'm hoping for, but <laughs> there's no, there's, there's no um, logic in just captaining Haaland every game week for me because I have to... I'm outside 1 million overall rank. You're chasing. And yeah, I'm yeah. chasing big time and I have to go against the flow, which I like to do, to be honest. It's a, it's a fun uh, approach to a game. Even There's if... no difference, is there, to filling, finishing 1 million or 500k? Like for you, you may as well just, just go out swinging and, and see what you can do with, with, with really going for upside picks like Saka captaincy and, you know, betting against Haaland. Absolutely. I'm, I'm trying to go against the flow whenever the opportunity comes, even with, with the chip strategy and with, with everything, with captaincy, with some transfers. So um, it's, it should be a fun end of the season. So um, I have Garnacho and Taylor with Pedro Porro on my bench. And basically, there are good news about Pe- Pedro Porro that he will be back in a yeah. week. So he has a good chance of featuring in blank game with 29. Uh, Taylor also has a fixture. Garnacho is probably waiting to leave my team but we'll talk about the bus teams first and then you want to look into your team or you have some questions and maybe notes about mine yeah no i mean i guess we should touch on son because many bought him in this week like it could have been a week where he went really big and he he didn't but you take the seven and son is going to be like mass captained in game week 29 i think by those on free hit or not um, it's interesting that neither of us have got Solanke, but I don't want to talk too much about Solanke knowing he plays late this afternoon and many will be listening to this on podcast on Sunday night or Monday morning. I'm, I think he probably starts. We know he's travelled. Let's just hope he, he he gets limited minutes and doesn't score big because we've both not got... I've got him on my bench. You've not got him in your squad, Ali. Um, let's have a quick look, though, about on my team and then the discussion points will be ones that probably work for both of us. Um, I'll come back to you and ask about Saka captain as well because we need to preview Monday night's game, I feel. Because um, that was a big call. I think at the start of the week, many were looking at Saka versus Haaland as captaincy options and going, I am really tempted, I'm 50-50. But then having seen Haaland scored five goals, many like myself went, oh, he's just scored five, I'm going to give Haaland the armband. Um, so my team, without running through it in detail, we share you know, some similar players there, like Watkins and Palmer and Son and Saka. We've got Foden and Haaland too. De Bruyne is an interesting one, Ali. Let's just give that Manchester derby a little bit of preview. You sold De Bruyne knowing there's a very good chance he starts, right? You just needed a route to Son. I needed uh, a route to Son. And in my opinion, he's 
after hearing that Richarlison is uh, out for two or three weeks, maybe four, um, yeah, it's quite certain that it was quite certain that Son would play up top. Yeah, which is a completely different kettle of fish when he plays uh, number nine. And for me, um, Son is one of the you know uh, most consistent FPL assets for last deck of of the last five or six seasons that he's been in the Premier League. Yeah, <clears throat> with KDB, he's one of my favorite, but uh, yeah. I can't just you know deal with the casual benching and he's just too expensive for that and um, yeah. um basically i want to cheer for united for a week and see where, if they can steal some points from the city i like that it makes your viewing experience as an arsenal fan way more enjoyable as well if you can get behind a team that works for your footballing choices but also your fpl choices Ali, let's have a look at your bus team then um and tell me are you looking at i mean if Solanke's fit next week, let's assume he doesn't have a reoccurrence of his injury today and he's good to go in the double. Will you be bringing in the guy that everyone else will be bringing in, in, in if they don't own him? And obviously he'll be the, the obvious captain choice next week. Solanke with two plum fixtures. What's your plan with Bournemouth? Like, are, are you maybe looking at captain in a different Bournemouth player? Or this week, do you think you'll just go, actually, I'm going with a template choice and I need to get Solanke in? I would love to get him in, but... I'm not sure who for. Yeah. I have Tony Watkins will feature next game week, and Holland. Maybe that's the only viable option. Yeah. Holland has a tricky fi- fixture at Anfield, but well, I don't like Liverpool defense at the moment. So they're they're no. quite leaky, and they they can concede in each game. And with the powerhouse of the Man City, I think it will be a high scoring game. So for me, bringing Solanke, I would love to. Two great fixtures. A lot of people who haven't used their triple captain chips, they will be using. They most likely will be using it on Solanke because it's just great two fixtures. And I think if he features this, uh, I think today he has a great chance of getting back-to-back nineties. So. Yeah. In my case, um, it's not so easy. So I might just go for a differential Tavernier or um, I will, most likely I'll be getting their goalkeeper, Neto. Yeah, I think Neto is a great shout for the double. Yeah. So um, I'm, I'm I'm a little bit torn between Kaminsky and Neto. Kaminsky had a good game yesterday, but he still managed to concede three goals. And yeah. they just concede a lot of shots, which is a... Uh, not a bad thing for a goalkeeper because he will be getting uh, save points. But the fact that he has a fixture in game with 29, I think plays a little bit uh, on my mind. And I might go for uh, Kaminsky in goal because Turner is not close to coming back to first 11 for Forrest. And Dubrovka uh, has a you know tricky fixture against Chelsea next week. So... For me, bringing Solanke might not be possible, uh, but maybe bringing a couple of differentials like uh, Tavernier is, is, is on the cards. So. Tavernier is the... I'm looking at either going an extra Bournemouth defender. I've got a Bournemouth defender already, Zabani and Solanke, and I want triple. And I'll be looking at either the, the, the choice between Tavernier, who is the only midfield option for me. The others are too big a rotation risk and don't have the upside. Tavernier's on set pieces. He starts pretty much every game. He has been out of form in the last month, but I'll be watching him very closely today uh, to decide if I want to punt on him or go for an additional defender or Neto. 
because I do think they'll be a good source of clean sheet odds in those two games. Like it's two home fixtures against Sheffield United and Luton. Like it's as good a double game week as you can expect for Bournemouth, who are a pretty solid back line. Um, but then it's, yeah, do I chase the upside by the guy, the midfielder, Tavernier, who's on set pieces, feeds Solanke and could turn it on against slightly weaker opposition than he's used to. So definite choice to be made there. Obviously, if you're not free hitting 29, there'll be many out there that will be buying still and continue to buy players that they know will play in 29 as they try and navigate it. What I would say for those not free hitting 29, like Ali, you don't necessarily need to ensure you're getting 9, 10, 11 players out. Seven, eight might do if you cover the main bases. Make sure you have a Watkins, a Son, a Tony. All the big players that can really hurt your ranking that week, they're the ones you want to cover. So you'll be going up against three hit teams. And yeah, you'll lose a little bit to the field, but it won't be huge, huge punishment if you cover the main bases, I don't think. Jack the Cat says, what's a bus team? Bus team was kind of a, a term that has been doing the rounds in the FPL community for years. And I'm pretty sure it comes from the idea of you set your bus team on a Sunday night or a Monday morning. And if you ever get hit by a bus, then your team is set ready for the weekend. You've got your subs and the order that you think you'll go with. You've got the armband on the player you think you'll go with. So sure, you've not made your transfer, but you've set your team up so you don't need to make huge changes come Friday should you forget to do your team or get hit by a bus. Um, Ali, yesterday's matches... um, I think we don't need to go through them all, but a a couple we have to touch on is Villa and Spurs because these are two teams that we're going to be targeting regardless of what your ship strategy is. First, let's do Spurs. They were 1-0 down for a big section of that game. Do you still look at Spurs and just go, that defence isn't worth investing in? Like I know you've got Porro, you keep him because of the, the fixture in 29 and the upside that him and Adoji can bring, but they are a rubbish source of clean sheet points, aren't they? Yeah, we have them for their attacking returns only, I believe, because uh, they with the style of play of Spurs, I think I didn't wouldn't expect many clean sheets there. But Udogi and uh, Poro, when he's fit and in good form, I think they're good value for the attacking uh, points. So Udogi is still an option because we don't have many, you know, fixtures in game twenty nine for for those who free hitting. I think Udogi has to be there. Yeah. Um. For the yeah. with Aston Villa, I don't think there are many clean sheets either, and that's just I I got Alex Morano for his attacking output, but I wish it was fifty fifty between Dowdy and him. And watching every Luton game, every set piece that Dowdy takes, it just you know it's it's funny how a team that bottom of the table and has a couple of interesting FPL assets in it. Uh, I think Luton is one of them and I, I like Dowdy I, I might get him because he's just too involved in the game even without set pieces he's, I like him as a player he's, he's an interesting one so I really uh, enjoy watching him play even though the Luton, yeah. game, Luton games at the home ground is always, <laughs> they're always fun uh, like you can expect them to fight it until the end and this is what happened yes, yesterday I mean uh, yeah. Villa was in full control and they were just cruising the game but out of <laughs> out of nothing I think Chong scored a scrappy goal and then second came and uh, and then it was you know last minute uh, winner by Dinia so yeah. it was it's it's always a fun game to watch uh, for Luton 
It really is. And Doughty has got a wand of a left foot. I mean, the delivery, after his delivery to Morris for the goal, I was like, great, I got the, I got the assist. I was very happy. Five minutes later, another in-swinging free kick that Morris just whistles past the post. Like, he can put the ball on the spot. And with that was like, oh, big chance created for Doughty. Again, little little boost in bonus points. And with that, big chance missed by Morris. And Morris was the one above him in bonus. So I was like, oh, Doughty could get two bonus now. And then about a minute later, he fouled someone on the halfway line. And in the BPS, when you foul someone, I think you get a minus two or minus three. So that put him back down to one bonus points. Not that I was watching the bonus points live in play as I watched the game because I really like the BPS system. But it was just, yeah, it was lots of fun watching that. And Doughty is a very good pick. You're not going to get clean sheets from him, just like you're not from Porowa or Doji, but you will get a bunch of attacking returns. So I think Doughty will rightly get a lot of love for the double. Obviously, he plays in 29, which is a big added bonus. And and they've been scoring for fun lately because they've scored two against City. They've scored two against Villa. It's not easy defences to score against. I mean, uh, and they scored four against Newcastle. So it's a a fun team to watch. Yeah. Yeah, I think what do you make of like Luton score? I can't remember a newly promoted team being in and around the relegation zone still. So not being that surprise package that's mid table as we see every couple of seasons, but they're down there, but they're scoring so many goals. Like newly promoted teams that are battling to survive. Usually the big thing they struggle to do in the Premier League is score goals. Like they just can't, like it's the biggest struggle of newly promoted teams. Luton do that, unfortunately, they just can't keep... I mean, the the defending for some of the Villa goals yesterday. In fact, all three of them. The Watkins header from the corner, poor. The Watkins second goal, they all just switched off. Quick free kick from Douglas Louise. And then the third goal, again, Luca Dean should not be winning headers like that. Like, it was all three of them, in a way, unforgivable defending. They are poor defensively and we should target them when our good teams play Luton especially when Luton are away I can see some big score lines still that's true <clears throat> but I can also see that uh, the, the, the clean sheet away at Luton is uh, is not likely because yesterday when I was choosing between Dowdy and Alex Moreno I got Moreno and not in the second I doubted that I was like, if I like, if I'm lucky, I might get a clean sheet there, but it's not looking likely because I I knew that I was feeling that Luton will score. So, and they yeah. always do, even if, even if the a good team plays there, still a clean sheet is very very unlikely. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you there. Uh, what do you make of Liverpool, Ali? We both love Darwin Nunes. He comes on, he gets the goal. Um, 97th no 99th minute I think it was like when he's now back fit right I'm not for those looking to wildcard in 30 or beyond like Darwin will rightly get a lot of attention he's a good FPL asset he's a good FPL asset but in the absence of Salah when Salah is there I think I agree with that I agree with that massively. And I, I don't think many notice that but it really does when he's on the pitch with Salah it's a different player he just doesn't have it yeah, with the involvement of um, Jota, I think Jota is a good team player. Like he likes to play a pass, he likes to bring in other others to play. Uh, Salah is just selfish when he's on the ball. I think he's just looking to shoot, and that's uh, basically dragging points from others. Uh, yeah. Just simply put it that, this way, because uh, when you look at <clears throat> When uh, Darwin is leading the line, you can see he's just 
you know, excited about that opportunity to lead the line and to score, to to um, get the winner. And for me, I, I most likely I'll be bringing him in after game week 30 or something because um, Liverpool still has, uh, I think, good fixtures. And in my case, <clears throat> I like him, but yesterday the goal shouldn't have, you know, it was a it was a legitimate goal, but it was too late after the extra time. I mean, eight eight minutes and they scored in the almost, you know, when nine minutes passed, and I think it's just a little bit of uh, luck there because referee could have just blown the whistle a while ago. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Hike News says in the chat, and he's probably right to point this out. Ali and Jani, can you talk a little bit about Fulham? I think absolutely we should. And they are a team that often become a bit of a non-event. Like, we don't talk about Fulham. And Fulham do have a fixture in game week 29. They have just beaten Brighton 3-0. By the way, Brighton are a team that we do back in FPL. and We do go and buy Brighton players. Well, the way Fulham are playing, yeah, I hear that. Like, I would say, like, up front, Maniz at the moment, goal and assist... Um, shout out, by the way, to Canal in the chat, who's from our, our WhatsApp group all the way in India. Uh, it says the two best managers are here. Love that, Canal. Thank you. But Ali, tell us about Fulham. Like, they deserve a little bit more respect. And Maniz is a proper budget forward who's getting game time, scoring goals, getting assists. Absolutely. And they have good fixtures after 29 as well. Yeah. They're playing Sheffield and Forest away, both games, I believe. And then Newcastle at home, West Ham away. I think they're you know, midterm fixtures are really, really nice. Yeah. And the game against Wolves away uh, in game of 29 is also a good fixture. So a lot of people didn't really have a doubt in their mind that they will beat Brighton. But to beat them com- convincingly with 3-0 yesterday was really, really uh, impressive. Muniz is, I think, I think is just, uh, he took it personal when they got the uh, Broya from Chelsea. <laughs> he and, did. Uh, yeah. Ever since that transfer, he's been scoring for fun. And Fulham yeah. is uh, is a tough team to play. Uh, it's one of those mid-table teams that always cause you problems when you play them. And I remember watching him and, uh, at the Emirates. And you could see that there's there's certain swagger with, with the, you know, with them and the style of play. They like to yeah. attack. They're they're not scared of any team. They they go toe to toe with any team, and they might lose three or four for for a stronger to a stronger team, but they will always fight. Yeah, and yeah, I I agree with that, and I like Silver as a manager, and they'll they're one of the teams that fit into that category of completely mid table. They're not going down. They're not getting European football, and I wonder if as the, as the weeks tick on, will they'll fall into the category of they've not got much to play for, so they're on the beach. And I think that can be a very dangerous thing to think because at times some of those teams that don't have much to play for don't have pressure. And when they don't have pressure, they can play with real swagger and express themselves. And I think what we see with Fulham at the moment is they're one of those teams. They're playing with just excitement and freedom and bravery. And they're taking on the challenge of just going out there and expressing themselves. Now, in game week 29, when I'll be free hitting, many will look at that free hit template and now look at three attackers and Miniz won't feature, but I would argue that he should be in our free hit 29 teams. Let's see how he does next week against Wolves away. But 29, it's Spurs at home. Now, many will see that. Oh, it's Spurs. That's a brilliant defence to be up against. Like Spurs can see goals for fun. And sometimes when we see historically good teams like Man United or Spurs, we go, oh, that's a tough fixture. 
Now, sure, you might have a lower chance of winning that game because Man United and Spurs are good teams that win more than they lose. But when you're picking a striker, like a Fulham striker, you shouldn't be thinking, is is he going to be in a team that wins? That doesn't matter. It's, is he in a team that's going to score this day? And when you play against Spurs and you play against Man United at the moment, and Chelsea, I should say, they're good fixtures if you've got strikers. Forget about the result. They're good fixtures if you've got strikers because Fulham at home will score, I think, against Spurs. And Menez is there for a good option. Yeah, I can I can easily bet on them scoring against Spurs simply because yeah. their defense is not that good and the Fulham attack is really decent. So Muniz yeah. is a great option for those who wildcard this game weeks because he's, yeah. he's a good eight, eight attacker. Uh, he can always be in your bench for 4.5, I believe, and uh, they have good four fixtures. So... I've seen people that wildcard in game of 28 uh, just to cover blank and then maybe maybe free hit in the blank game week, but maximize the uh, impact of the first uh, of the next four or five fixtures because it is yeah. possible. I've looked at some of the wildcard drafts, which are really, really good. And for those who wildcard, uh, I think Muniz is a great option. Um, yeah, I'm going to put together, I think on my channel on Monday or Tuesday, a wildcard video. And I'm probably going to have to do two teams. One wildcard draft for 28, which is includes a free hit in 29, because there'll be there'll be many that like that strategy. So you're wildcarding players and you're just thinking of the running. You're not thinking of covering players that play in 29. And another wildcard that, that involves wildcarding, but actually navigating 29 with your current team. And it might mean that you don't even get 11 out. You get 10 or whatever. Let's see. Um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to putting that together. But Meniz is definitely going to feature, I think, in both those drafts. I really do. Um, Ali, I think that's all we've got time for. I look forward to seeing what you do next week and if you do go Solanke or not. But I can see it's not an easy route and selling Haaland isn't going to be, isn't going to be, I don't think, an attractive proposition for many, even with that Liverpool fixture. Man City Liverpool often has goals. Um, so guys, before you leave, if you could hit that like button, that would be amazing. So please do like on your way out. Um, Ali, any final thoughts from you before we say goodbyes? Final thoughts. Uh, just play your own game. It's it's easy to, with all the content at the moment, there are a lot of good content creators. Many people liked a lot of fixtures. They're just really, really um, liking the double game weeks. Many like I prefer double game weeks for strong teams. But it's, there's no right or wrong uh, way to play because at the end of the day, we don't know anything. We can just predict. Yeah. We can just plan. or We don't know anything. I mean, <clears throat> uh, we've seen players outscore the double game with players last um, double game week, I believe. I yeah. think Saka was there and a lot of... Uh, Watkins as well. Watkins, yeah, there was, there was yeah. a few of them. Uh, so, Solanke, I think, yeah. Even for Liverpool and City... The double doesn't mean anything. It's just two games back to back. There is no certain certainty that they will score points in back to back games. So it's just uh, if you have a good fixture, let's say Burnley at home for West Ham, for Bowen, for Kudos or anything, I think I think it's a keep. So just play your own game. Try to have fun. I know sometimes it's hard to have fun, but that's the most important thing. Absolutely right, mate. Well said. And yeah, I think the double game weeks, like, yeah, you're giving yourself more chances to get lucky. 
and that in theory they work and we should we will always continue to back them but at times they'll work against you too so a couple of weeks ago when we all triple captain harland you know it didn't it didn't work out um so look, there we go guys thank you so much for watching we will be back next sunday fantasy football scout will be back with loads of content in the next few days stay tuned make sure you're checking out the members area reading all the articles including ali's article on chip strategy I'll be back on my channel on Monday or Tuesday, the Gianni Matici YouTube show with a wildcard special. I'm not wildcarding, but I think it'll be useful for those both wildcarding and not to see all the players that we like at the moment, the likes of Maneers that we don't talk about much. Uh, do check Ali out on Twitter. Make sure you're setting alerts to Fantasy Football Scout on Twitter as well. Guys, thank you so much. We will see you very soon. Bye-bye.